Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest uh, is none other than the smiling assassin, David Martinez. Now, he recently uh, lost via buggy choke uh, in round one of Brave Combat Federation 76 against a Dagestani fighter called Murad Gusanov. Gusanov? Murad Murad G. Uh, he's currently undefeated. Hell of like just a great fighter. Uh, but if you saw that that card, it was um, uh, infested with uh, controversy. Uh, there was uh, probably a not as knowledgeable referee as as you would have hoped. Uh, it took place in Jakarta in Indonesia. Um, and look, it did not go David's way. There's been an official protest. Uh, I believe he is an officially now. Uh, that loss has turned into a no contest. If you haven't seen the bout, Google it or download the Brave Combat Federation app. There you go, Brave. Um, and you can see Brave Combat Federation 76 is the co-main event. Um, so check that out. You can also see uh, Josh Togo is in the main event there. Another great Australian MMA fighter. But we got David on to chat. What was going on? Like what happened after? What was going through his head? Why it all happened? Um, but to, to set the stage, basically... Uh, David and uh, Murad uh, tank it up in a submission David went to pick him up do a routine slam that you see in any MMA show and the referee didn't like that stopped it halted the bout checked with other officials came back they said no that's fine Uh, they restarted they restarted it in the choke five seconds goes by Murad says to David uh, says about David oh he's asleep he's asleep the ref then goes and checks on him Uh, he's not asleep stops the bout um, just a, a bad effort by uh, an inexperienced referee. Um, can't really blame Murad. He's trying to get the victory. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's look. It didn't go his way. Official protest on the way. I believe is now turned to a, to a no contest. We get David's thoughts on that. But ironically, uh, when you thought it couldn't get lower for for David Martinez, he turns it all around and uh, gets a Diamondback uh, fight series fight against a very experienced man in Antonio the Spartan Caruso, who has fought in one FC. PFL, they're going to be fighting for the Isca lightweight title uh, at Diamondback in March next year. Uh, so, I mean, David's going to bounce right back. We talk about David's, uh, I think he's had five fights in the span of a year. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about his, his 2024 and what to expect. But we've had David on the show many times before and I've talked enough. It's now, without further ado, time for David the Smiling Assassin Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show, the man that quote-unquote lost via buggy choke at uh, Brave Combat Federation against Murad Gusanov, uh, David Martinez, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me on, brother. What, I mean, everyone's seen the footage. I mean, we've got to kick it off there. Um, first of all, I, I've heard uh, when that uh, you guys have appealed that and that's going to be officially a, a no contest. I, I believe so, man. At least that's what I'm being told. Oh, so I'm quite confident that'll be the case. Like, uh, yeah, no, talk us through the, the, the event. So if everyone that doesn't know what a buggy choke is, it seems to be like a choke that's kind of come out of nowhere recently uh, in MMA when uh, someone is on top side control. So in a position where on the street you go, David Martinez is in control, but uh, Murad puts it up. Um, can you talk everyone through as a man that's been in a buggy choke before kind of what it feels like? Uh, I imagine it feels just about like any other choke, probably the closest I could say, maybe head and arm or triangle choke 
is kind of the sim- similar kind of pressure. Uh, it's a it seems to be a very gimmicky yeah. submission, in in to say the least. But however, you know, it has been used to win several like world championship jiu-jitsu tournaments uh, in recent years. So it's it does work. Uh, uh, for me, well, that one wasn't really working. <laughs> Yeah, talk us, talk us through it. So, so you're in this this choke, and I would implore anyone that doesn't know, just perhaps Google buggy choke and Craig Jones. He'll explain it to you. That's our Lord and Savior in jiu-jitsu, so he'll run it through it with you. But you're, you're in this choke. You're obviously, I mean, a lot of the times the defense at times is just, you can almost just wait it out at times. Uh, but talk us through, like, what, what was running through your head? Where were you at physically? Like, what was the situation like? All right, so when you first... Uh, went for it. I was, I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, what, what does he?" Do? And, and the, the first defense I know of is to get your forearm in front uh, of their throat, lift them up, and then spike them on their head. And, and so that's a that, that to me is priority defense. But um, uh, the ref wasn't a big fan of that actually. Well, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to actually bring that up because that wasn't the most controversial thing. Um, so if people who don't know, the ref uh basically took uh Murad's advice saying uh that Martinez is out and he stopped yeah. the bout, which he shouldn't have done. He should have checked with you because I mean, why would you check with the guy that's trying to win the fight if the fight's over? That seems silly. But you might not have thought, okay, well, I'm not gonna slam him down because what people don't know is 30 seconds prior. You did you lose a point? You at least got an official warning for doing a routine sort of slam out of a submission. Well, so first of all, I think he actually does interfere with the slam itself. He almost like comes into contact with us as I'm picking him up. Uh, then he breaks us apart, pulls me aside. It doesn't even send him to a neutral corner. He's just over in his own corner. They <laughs> get advice and stuff, but um, yeah. He, he takes the point off me, says I can't do that. Then uh, the um, there's some conversation with another official outside the cage. And I'm not too sure what exactly was spoken. They're having some conversation with an official outside. I think the head official. I don't know what exactly was said. I thought he was saying, "Hey, like the slam was legal." That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what exactly he was was said between them. All I know is he walks us back over. Before putting me back in the buggy choke, which is already ridiculous in and of itself, yeah. Uh, but before putting me back, he tells me not to slam, and I'm like, "What?" So my main defense, which is exactly what I'm going to do as soon as he puts me back in there, yeah, is now taken away, even though it's actually legal. I'm being told by the official it's not, so I can't do it anymore. It's not even a, it's not a, and it's not a spike. Like people weren't, it's, it's not like you were getting stopped from essentially like pile driving the guy, which, which can be like illegal. It's just a, a stock standard slam, which I believe if he can let go of the submission and, and safely return, that's the whole thing is, is you're allowed to do that. If he's held in some compromising position where he can't move, but you slam him and you're about to paralyze him, that's kind of the difference between it. Now, when this all happened, did did you think the fight was over after the slam, or what? What did you think was going on? Yeah, well, I was I was very confused at the time because like, I didn't understand. Was going on, um, you know, he was taking a point off me. I was like, what? Uh, and then they were arguing outside, and and then he puts me back in the buggy choke, and I'm like, oh, fine. Uh, I'm I'm not too sure about this procedure, but we'll go with it. 
But anyway, then he pulls us apart again. And I'm like looking at him like, what now? Uh, uh, then I realized he called the fight. And, I mean, what was your – because you you couldn't slam, or, I mean, in this bout, you, you weren't allowed to slam. When you were in the buggy choke a second time, was the plan just to wait it out? Like, what was your sort of – what was your defensive tactic heading in? Well, in all honesty, you have to wait it out because, uh, like, what are you going to do mm. to get out? Uh, it's, you're basically waiting on him to get tired, uh, and then you can break three. But other than that, there's not really – yeah, was, I don't know. But Was there a rules meeting uh, before? Because normally the referee or the head referee will get all the fighters around before the event starts, and they kind of run through all the rules, which can actually seem a bit sort of tedious when you've done hundreds of fights, but very necessary for times like this. Was there a rules meeting? Actually, I don't recall there being one. Yeah, well, that's probably important. Uh, and what was the official bout under? Was it the Indonesian Sports Committee? Because it's a it's a Bahrainian um, a Brave Combat Federation. is run by uh, a Bahrainian organization. And they, they held the fight in Jakarta. So I'm imagining the commission is the Indonesian Sports Commission? Possibly, man. I'm thinking that they're under uh, whatever body that the, um, uh, the IMF uh, oh, group yep. were on. Uh, I believe, and that sort of decides what countries they go in uh, and compete in and allows them to be under that banner type thing. Yeah, because I believe they did, either it was after your fight or before your fight, I think they even did like an official starting of the Indonesian MMA commission. or It was something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not involved in any of that. I'm <laughs> where all that's going. It's, I don't know. It, it's not a it's not a good start now in terms of the actual sort of uh, the fight gets called off um i'm assuming there's a language barrier there with the referee as well uh what's your next sort of step they tell you you lose what's your team saying what are they all telling you well so i'm i've got to go back see the doctor and do like all the post fight checks sort or of stuff uh, to make sure i'm all right and um but while i'm doing that you know my coach ryan he's off <laughs> to look for the head official <laughs> and launch an immediate head appeal. <laughs> oh, yeah, he wasted no doing that, bro. Yeah, and I, I think we are all in in, in agreement there, and I guess we're just waiting for your your topology record to be sort of updated, which has become the unofficial official sort of gatekeeper of all records in, in, in the country <laughs> and, uh, and in the world. Uh, but um, so that's done. I need to ask you, as a man that was next in line to take on Quillen Southfield for the Eternal MMA Lightweight Championship to become a three-time champion, the first time ever, why on earth would you take a fight in Jakarta? I mean, like, isn't the real question why wouldn't I? I, I mean, you know it was like, you know it wasn't going to make um, the uh, the title shot stick around. Or did you think it would? Well, I thought it was uh, far enough away that it wasn't going to be an issue. I mean, there's uh, uh, there was going to be a three-month gap between them, uh, which is more than enough time for me to turn around and then fight for the title in February. 
So did you get uh, did you get offered the fight? Did they talk about because you were deemed, I think, publicly number one contender? Did they talk about that that fight? Because now um, the emerging Don Marfan has, has sort of taken your spot in that February fight against Quillen Southfield. Were you made aware of anything to do with that? No, man. Um, I wasn't. I was not told anything. Yeah, I just basically saw the fight announcement, and that was it. And. Does that do anything to you when you think you're next? <laughs> uh, well, it didn't surprise me, in all honesty, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, disappointing, but at the same time, you've got to be happy for Don Marfan to begin his shot. You've sat yourself another table further away. I wouldn't say behind or anything. I would just say to the side, off to another great promotion, taking on another great guy. Would you say that it's fair to say that your immediate future with Eternal might be done? Well, as far as immediate f- future, maybe, but like, um, no, I can't say hey, that I'm done with them entirely. So there's yeah, no, because... there's no ill will there at all. There's none on my part, my man. And like at the end, a business is business, and they're going to do what they believe benefits them. And and as you should do the same. And I wanted to sort of highlight your your upcoming fight because it is you know, one of the better fights. Like I, I knew that you taking this fight might remove you from the eternal MMA lightweight title. And I didn't know if it was the greatest decision. Then obviously all this, all this uh, shenanigans happens, but then boy, oh boy, did David Martinez have an ace in his pocket because he pulls it out and he gets to take on Antonio, the Spartan Caruso, who is a man that is fought in one FC. He's fought at PFL and you're now going to fight for the, I believe the Iska lightweight title at Diamondback. I mean, how did, that all come about well I've, uh, to be honest straight after the brave fight i got a lot of offers around the country for uh, uh, like plenty of fights in the first quarter of the year and uh, this just ended up being i think the best offer out of the bunch but, so, I mean, the, I got... so i was gonna say so these were these were after the brave fight so they would have seen the the unfortunate what at the time was a loss yes yeah huh? yeah so these came afterwards Jeez, and it doesn't affect the stock of David Martinez. How's that feel? Oh, that's pretty freaking awesome, man. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I got like I got thrown out of the the eternal roster and <laughs> haven't turned into a pretty good <laughs> sport act. And I mean, in in saying that, you're you're a very very active fighter. I mean, uh, is it your fifth fight in probably or going to be your fifth fight in I think just over like thirteen or fourteen months? Like it's something crazy like that, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, yeah, this might actually be my fifth fight in in say like in the span of a year. Yeah, that uh, type thing. I think yeah, within twelve actually. And you've yeah. been in some you've been in some wars. Like, what is it about? I mean, does your team ever have to pull you back or like what's the like? They have to be like David, slow down. Uh, to be honest, I think they always do, man. <laughs> Uh, whether it, whether it's in training, trying to take fights, that I think my team always has to pull the reins in on me, uh, which I'm I'm very very fortunate to have the people I do around me. Now, uh, just touching uh, back on the uh, the Diamondback fight, which is really good for Adelaide MMA, of course, uh, Caruso leading the way for for South Australian um, MMA as well. And it's good to see Diamondback in with some cracker fights because, I mean, they've had Coolabow in the past and, and some real studs, Shane Mitchell, who was in the PFL. Uh, what most intrigues you about this uh, Antonio Caruso fight and where do you think you can be sort of the most impressive? 
Oh, well, it's just like, you know, he's a veteran of the sport. He's got an incredibly good record. He's been in some of the bigger promotions, uh, you know, PFL, one championship and such. Uh, so it's a it's a very good win on the resume if I can get it over him. Um, and as for me, like stylistic-wise, you know, uh, I don't very I don't very much fight to fight, <laughs> in all honesty. It's, uh, it's no secret what I'm bringing to the table. Is there any bit of you that, uh, do you want to like not broaden the game at all? Cause you're obviously very well versed, but have you ever thought, okay, this fight, I'm going to really, really, I'm really going to try and just be like a straight striker and, and get everyone to start respecting my striking. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'd love that, man. I'd love to go out and freaking just throw a right hand and win. They <laughs> <laughs> called it a night early. I'd love to do that, but I don't seem to be blessed with such power. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep grinding away and, and you know, I'll talk to my team, see which areas we can make some improvements in, make some ground in, and then hopefully get it a uh, tip-top shape for the fight. Is it there in training? Like are you cracking, cracking shots in, in training, dropping dropping John Martin Fraser down and left hooking Sean Gouchy around? Like are you, are, you, are you putting anyone down in training? Uh, mate, I'm sitting Sean Gouchy down every day. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken John Martin Fraser down and saying I'm the real middleweight champ around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know, man. And I come in and I do some sparring on Fridays at, at Ignite uh, to prepare for the fights. And, uh, yeah, let's just say I get a bit toasted there. <laughs> if I'm yes. all... Yeah, like, there's no winning on Friday, in all, all honesty. There's just surviving. <laughs> yeah, Dunson Death Squad's gonna love that. That's that's the new quote that they're gonna put there. There's no winning on Friday night, just surviving. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, mate, before I let you go, you had probably one of you know the biggest roller coasters in 2023. What can we expect from you in 2024? Hopefully, a bit more of a stable direction and a little less up and down uh, with all the things. But it's the sport we're in, man. You can expect the unexpected, but then it wouldn't be unexpected. Oh, man, you just outquoted yourself. There's another one. Now, will we see you uh, perhaps weighing in at any more hospitals or taking any fights in uh, Bolivia against Dagestanis or anything like that next year? Well, never say never, man, but like, <laughs> I, I'll take a fight with a Dagestani in the hospital car park and then we'll get all the boxes ticked off there. Oh, that's the... That's an even better quote than the last two. <laughs> Mr. Martinez, you've you've become a, a champion in the in the interviews as well. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've had a hell of a year and I look forward to chatting way more in the future. Uh, bro, thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> <laughs>